Winning Wednesday with Dr. Hancock. Um, today we're going to talk about being one with the Holy Spirit. Um, I talked about last week um, with the Holy Spirit. I also did a, a study or part of a show where we talked about the Holy Spirit as the conduit for intimacy. Today I want to talk about being one with the Holy Spirit. Well, how do we become one? The very first step is us accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life, allowing Him to come and rule in our hearts, that He can lead the Holy Spirit with us so that the Holy Spirit can lead us to all truth. So how do we become one with Him? 1 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord become one spirit with Him. What does that mean? You have accepted Him as Lord and Savior. That means we are washed in the blood of Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit is abiding in us to guide us to all truth. It's only, only, the only way we can get to the Father is through the Son. So we have to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because the Word tells us, those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Okay, John 14, 20 says, In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Again, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And God is a spirit. So if you're going to come to him, you have to come by the son with the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, is he has an important job. And if we don't yield to him, then he can't do and he can't override our will as well. So when you want to make sure you become one with the Holy Spirit... It is about accepting Him and then leading and following the direction of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we say that we love God and we see people all the time, even in the church, that say that they love God, but they do things that are contrary to the Word of God. You don't have to tell people that they are wrong. You can just live how God tells you to live and that Holy Spirit will convict them because of your very presence. Sometimes people want us to respond the way they would respond. And sometimes people think that, okay, you know what? I'm not in church, so nobody's going to see me. But you cannot get by the Holy Spirit. He sees and he knows all. So again, the Holy Spirit is going to testify for you or he's going to testify against you. You can't be one with someone you're not in unison with. You can't be one with someone you don't have conversation with. You can't be one with someone that you don't fellowship with. You have to make sure that you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You fellowship because again... The Holy Spirit is one in our lives to guide us to all truth. God, when Jesus died on the cross, he left the Holy Spirit for that purpose right there. You know, and we're going to talk about what the Holy Spirit does. But right now, I just want to say, how do we become one? 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Okay, let me read that again. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, dwells in you? And the only reason you wouldn't know that is because you don't, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or you hadn't become serious about your relationship with Him. Okay, you know, God is not going to override our will. He's not going to beat the door down. We have to make a choice to accept Him. And he's not going to override your will to do that. So just know that when we accept him as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is there inside of us to guide us to all truth. 
And then 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, it said, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. So again, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then Jesus paid the price for us. So when we accept him as Lord and Savior, then we make a declaration, a public declaration that we're going to follow God and the leading of the unction of the Holy Spirit as well as the word of God. But sometimes in this natural man or this carnal man, it becomes rebellious and we feel like I should be able to respond because that person did me wrong or that didn't look right or that wasn't right. There is a response that you should have. But it shouldn't be from the carnal man. We have to allow and bring everything before God so that God can tell us what to do and how to respond. And I'm not saying that we're ever going to always respond correctly. But even in your unnatural response, are you not responding correctly? Guess what? As Lord and Savior of your life, there is an advocate. <laughs> He's already died for us. So the Holy Spirit and the blood is on us so that regardless of the mistakes we made, we have an advocate with the Father that we can go boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. It's just that sometimes the enemy try to make us think that, you know what, God don't love us. God don't love you. Well, that's so far from the truth. He realizes that if you have godly repentance, and he realizes that not only if you get that God of repentance, but you begin to develop a relationship with Jesus. The enemy is at, at war with that because he don't want that to happen. Because when that happens, now you're going to start um, harnessing the power that's in you that God is giving you. And now you're going to put him to flight. And he definitely does not want that. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The word tells us that he would guide us to all truth. He is always there. Remember, he's going to testify for you or he's going to testify against you. But make no mistake about it. He's going to testify. The word of God tells us that he sealed us until the day of redemption. So when we confess Christ as Lord and Savior of our life and we ask him to rule in our hearts and we ask him to just Help us in situations. Y'all, that's what the Holy Spirit is about. It's not that we need to be perfect. We just need to make sure we stay before the throne. Because if we stay before the throne and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, direct us, and guide us, I promise you, you're going to win being one with the Holy Spirit. There is no possible way. There are things that they cannot set in the presence of God when the Holy Spirit is on the inside and you are operating within the realm of the Word of God. He assists us in prayer. The word of God tells us that he do groanings that we don't even understand for us. He is on the right hand of the father just making intercession for those that are his. Is he making intercession for you today? I know he's making intercession for Mary because I have accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior. And I've made a decision that I won't turn back. That I've made a decision that regardless of what it looked like, regardless of how it hurt, regardless of how I think it should look, I'm going to dig deeper. And I'm going to allow God to really lead me and direct me and guide me in way of the Holy Spirit to what God says that my life should be about. So when you become one, regardless of what happens, when you become one with the Holy Spirit, I promise you, you begin to see things a little different. And God is not expecting even being one with the Holy Spirit. It does not mean that we're going to make all the right decisions and do all the right things. 
We just know that there's an advocate in Jesus Christ for us when we don't make those right decisions because the Holy Spirit is still with us. There are sometimes the word of God tells us that he corrects those and he prunes those he loves. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get correction. It does not mean that at all. You will get corrected in God. You will get corrected in conviction from the Holy Spirit. But that's your navigation button on your way to where you're going and on your way to your destiny. He renews us when we need to be renewed. He renews us. He intercedes in for us. He is interceding. He's standing at the right hand of the Father, confessing and saying, Father, Mary do not know this is going on. He intercedes for us in every position, in every stance, and in every situation. But we have to allow him. And as we begin to really develop our relationship with God, it changes everything. It changes our outlook. It changes our inlook. It changes how we look at people. It changes how we observe situations. Because God wants what he wants for us at a more phenomenal rate than we want it for ourselves. And as we begin to really fellowship and ask him about what it is and the direction through the word of God that we need to take, it changes everything. It changes everything and you begin to really un see the unveiling of what he has for your life. But that's only because you are subject and you decide to make sure you have a relationship so that you can hear what the Father is saying to you. He comforts us regardless. Even in our errors, He comforts us to make sure that we know that there's an advocate, that the Father, that Jesus Christ is on the right hand of the Father, and He's advocating for us. And He leads us to all truth, as the Word of God says. So you can be one with the Holy Spirit in spirit and just know that as we begin to really be one with the Holy Spirit and we begin to just allow God to lead us, direct us, and guide us, it changes our life. It changes our perspective. It changes everything. Now we are more focused on kingdom instruction and not people. We are more focused on kingdom um, endeavors and not our own personal selfish desires. Um, just know that regardless of whatever is going on, if God call you to do a thing, you guys, he's going to provide the resources. But understand, some resources is supposed to go through your hands. But make no mistake about it. If God call you to something, he's not going to neglect your family while you're doing the work of the Lord. You have to really um, harness that relationship and really develop it and bring him into every situation. Every situation and everything needs to be offered back to God because God gave it to us freely. He said freely he's given us all things. So why not offer it back so He, you can get the best possible use out of it and it can become the best possible thing because of the fact that we've given it back to the one who's given it to us. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that our petitions are granted. Real Talk, Dr. Hancock, we need you to like, comment, subscribe, and share.